0: Hello and welcome back to my podcast on the beauties of Cincinnati. This is Olivia Thomas and I am so excited to dive deeper into our journey today. I hope that my last episode got you guys all excited for this series and got your brain working on some of the aspects of Cincinnati that I want to discuss. Today I'm going to talk with you about the history and the food scene of Cincinnati. Full disclosure, I previously thought I would record an entire episode on the history. But I recently changed my mind. I started conducting a lot of my research and I just found that reciting facts in order and talking about the dates just wouldn't be fun. And I wanted to make this podcast as fun for you guys as possible. Um, I know history is very cool and interesting to many people, but I honestly find it to be a little bit dry if I'm just listing off the dates and series events. I thought about this for a few days, and I was trying to come up with a cool way to get our brains working and learn some interesting facts about the history, while avoiding just a monotone bore of dates and a series of events. So, rather than discussing the founding of Ohio and the development of city, I'm going to present you all with three interesting historical facts about Cincinnati, and uh, try to inform both myself and my audience while keeping it engaging. So, here we go. Fact number one. This fact was obtained from kids.kiddle.co/slash/cincinnati. Now, before you roll your eyes and downgrade my research abilities, hear me out. I love websites for kids because they focus entirely on taking the most important detail of a subject and breaking that detail down. Of course, it's always important to use reliable sources, um, but I often find myself reading articles by Incredible authors with a PhD or scientists or historians, and I just end up staring at a page. And I'm so intimidated and quite frankly, a lot of times it gets a little boring. So my fun life lesson here is that if something doesn't make sense through the sources you're finding, then rework your search and finish it with four kids. Trust me, it'll get straight to the point and it'll really break things down for you. Full disclosure, please do not use these sources on professional research papers or final exams. Um, They're not the most credible or (laughs) the most accurate, but they really do get to the point. Um, They make everything really easy and and straightforward. (laughs) All right, I really had to cut myself off there. That was definitely unnecessary and out of context, Um, but it is a useful bit of information and can be very valuable. Um if you find things that are hard to understand. But anyway, back to my point on what I got from this kids.kittle website is fact number 1. And that is that Cincinnati actually became known as the Paris of America throughout its development in the late 1800s. Why you may ask? Because Cincinnati was and still is known for its amazing architecture. One of the most prominent features of the city is Music Hall downtown. And Music Hall was built in 1878 according to library.cincymuseums.org. I talked a little bit about Music Hall during episode one, and I will definitely be sure to dive deeper into the building throughout my music and art episode. Um, But overall, just just note that Music Hall has really famous architecture, um, and it's definitely known to be beautiful and a really unique aspect of Cincinnati. But another really cool building to check out is the Cincinnati Museum Center at Union Terminal. The museum is, of course, fantastic in itself, but the most notable feature is its unique architectural structure, which makes it special to Cincinnati. It resembles a sort of a dome or like a half circle kind of shape with large vertical pillars that extend along its front side. If you can kind of picture that at all, that's great. If you can't, just put out a Google search and and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's pretty cool. I wish I could just show you all I know my descriptions are not ideal, but um, overall it is pretty cool to see how outstanding Cincinnati's architecture has always been, and to note that it was comparable to Paris during this time. One of the coolest things to see in Cincinnati is its beautiful skyline that features this unique architecture. My favorite part about coming home is crossing the Ohio River from Kentucky, um, because you can see the entire skyline and it is absolutely remarkable. I feel like a lot of times with cities, you know, you get certain areas and certain glimpses where you can see the skyline. But in Cincinnati, if you really just cross over right from Kentucky, right across the Ohio River, you get the full view. And and it's pretty crazy. Fact number two, ladies and gentlemen, is a combination of a couple of facts that I mentioned throughout episode one. I know I'm being a bit redundant because a lot of these things are aspects that I mentioned in the first episode, but that's kind of what I wanted to do, you know, introduce it and then see what else I can gather from research. But this piece of information is just so cool that it deserves its own little segment here. It is important to note that Cincinnati is a very old city. When I say this, I feel like it's important because moving to Charlotte, it was very different seeing the architecture here versus in Cincinnati. Um, But not only with the architecture, but A lot of other details. The age of Cincinnati does not really compare to those such as New York City or maybe Charleston, which are a couple of the oldest Cincinnati's in the country, but Cincinnati was founded in 1790 um, and named by the governor of the Northwest Territory, Arthur St. Clair. This information was supported by library.cinciumuseums.org, And as I mentioned in my previous episode, this early colonization was later overcome by immigration of German settlers, which led to the dominant German culture that is displayed in Cincinnati today. The age of Cincinnati is a prominent feature because it gives Cincinnati its true character and its rich history. Some of these details include the founding of the first major league baseball team or the opening of the nation's second oldest zoo and botanical gardens and its controversial involvement in the civil war and the abolishment of slavery, which actually leads me to fact number three. Cincinnati had a very strong and diverse relationship with the abolition of slavery throughout the 1800s. As I mentioned in episode one, Cincinnati was a major site of the underground railroads and the freeing of slaves, particularly from its neighboring state, Kentucky. When visiting Cincinnati, you have to make sure that you visit the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center in downtown to experience the rich involvement that Cincinnati held during this movement. Now, I know I mentioned that in episode one, but I wanted to state it again because it really is a pretty cool aspect of Cincinnati that is a can't miss. Now, fact number three plays along with this information, but it was especially interesting to me because it was not something that I ever known probably because it's not the most positive aspect, but it is a part of our history and it's something that's very important to denote. While I was conducting my research, I read that Cincinnati was not an area of complete and total freedom, which is honestly a lot of what I had understood from our involvement with the underground railroad system. But in fact, according to OhioHistoryCentral.org, Many residents of Cincinnati during this time actually traveled south and fought for the Confederacy. Now, this was mainly due to the fact that they were afraid of the potential competition within the job market following the abolishment of slavery, which was really interesting to me because it was not something i had ever understood before. Growing up, I knew that Cincinnati was a home base for free slaves, but I never learned about the contradicting side of this movement or knew that there were many people within the state that fought against this remarkable transition. I hate to end our discussion about Cincinnati's history on such a sour note, but no matter the stance of some people within the city during that time, it is always important to be informed and aware of the city's history and most important events. When you visit Cincinnati, like I know you will, keep in mind the age of the city and be sure to check out its historical architecture and museums commemorating some of the other important aspects of our history that I just don't have enough time to share with you today. Yay, I'm so excited. It's time to talk about food, my absolute favorite. Not that I don't love talking about history, but food's pretty great. Why do I love to talk about food, you ask? First of all, like I said, food is great. I love to eat and I love to cook and I pretty much love everything about it. But more importantly, I really love what food can bring. Meals are the center for communication, connection and just overall memories. Think about the most prominent memories you have in some of the best times of your life. For me, I think about my summers as a kid going to swim meets and always grabbing Skyline with the team on the way home. I think about family dinners on the couch, watching movies and eating takeout from places such as Dewey's or Ambar, which I'll talk about later. Or I think about dressing up and celebrating birthdays in Over the Rhine at restaurants such as Kruger's Tavern or The Eagle or Taste of Belgium. Most of the memories I hold so dear to my heart were made during a meal with family or friends or even coworkers. The importance of food is not the food itself, but rather the company and the experiences that they bring. Now remember what I said in episode one because it's time to get that pen and paper out and take a few notes. This might sound a bit repetitive as I list off some of the best places to eat in Cincinnati, but it is so important for your next trip. Remember, food brings memories. I'm going to recommend pausing really quick and grabbing a snack. You won't want to hear this on an empty stomach. Alrighty, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to start off casual and get fancier as I go on. Starting at the most casual place we have, Skyline. Now, I know I talked about this place for way too long in episode one, but it deserves so much credit. If you wanna talk about Cincinnati food, this is it. This is what we are known for. In fact, I actually did a little Google search earlier to get my juices flowing a little bit. And when I searched simply facts about Cincinnati, I was redirected to this site, Culture Trip, that listed seven things you didn't know about Cincinnati. One of the bullets simply said, we love our chili. And continued to state word for word that Cincinnati natives like chili. A lot. I found this to be hilarious because it pretty much describes exactly how I'm acting right now. Further down on the same site, it claimed that Cincinnatians eat over 2 million pounds of Cincinnati chili each year along with around 850,000 pounds of shredded cheese. I may or may not be slightly concerned for our health, but it is so worth it. Make Skyline your first, second, third, fourth, I don't even care how many, but make it a stop. I know i give skyline a lot of credit for being cincinnati's only food but that really is not true cincinnati has so many unique places to eat that are really special to just that area so moving up the casual scale we have a place called dewey's pizza again this is something that i mentioned before so i won't go into too much detail about this but it is just a local pizza place that is only found in cincinnati and it is worth the visit one of the fun details about dewey's is that their kitchen is completely exposed just surrounded by glass walls so as a kid i used to just perch myself on the side of this wall and watch the pizza guys make our food they would throw dough with the windows and mess with us and it's a really good place to go especially if you have kids or young children but i mean i go there all the time it's just great food watching them toss that dough in the air as a kid uh, was like the coolest thing i'd ever seen it's really perfect for a family dinner while we're on the topic of pizza I'll give a quick shout out to some other local pizza places that deserve a chance at making the cut for your next visit. Adriatico's is delicious and is famous for their Bearcat pizza. Um, they're pretty much the size of my entire body. Probably could serve about 50 people. But they are actually located on UC campus. Um, so it's a great game day tradition. A lot of friends will get together and get a Bearcat pizza and serves everyone there. Along with this, I also love La Rosa's Pizza, which is definitely a Cincinnati specialty. It's one of the most prominent um, Cincinnati pizza places. It's kind of one of those that you always see served at school events and sports games and all that kind of stuff, just because it really is just a Cincinnati thing. I'm trying to incorporate a lot of different styles. So while I'm out here talking about some Italian food, let me start by mentioning my favorite Indian place. It's called Ambar. Now it's located on Ludlow Avenue, which is right by UC campus. It's a very tiny establishment, so I definitely recommend getting takeout, but their tiki masala is incredible. One of the best things about Ambar is that it is right next to Grader's Ice Cream Shop, which again is something I mentioned in the last episode, but it is Cincinnati's famous ice cream. You're really only going to find it there. Um, And remember what I said before, don't forget to get like 20 scoops of the black raspberry chocolate chip you would definitely not be disappointed heading up a little higher on the casual scale let's talk about some restaurants in a place called over the rhine a neighborhood full of really cool shops and restaurants and bars my friends and i journeyed through Over the Rhine throughout our years in high school, trying every different restaurant for birthdays or celebrations of any kind. Some of my favorite places have been Krueger's Tavern, a relatively fancy higher end place with amazing salads and a heated upper deck with also an outdoor bar. Uh, another one of my favorite places is called Boomtown Biscuits and Whiskey. Sounds super weird, but trust me, it is really great. Um, it's quite literally exactly what it sounds like. They serve biscuits and gravy um, with all kinds of fun twists, and the restaurant atmosphere is very historic. It has a really neat feeling when you enter. Finally, my last over the Rhine. Oh, actually, you know what? I want to do two more. One of my last over the Rhine recommendations is going to be the Eagle. Um, this is another one of the greats. It serves southern style food like no other, and I know saying that. Southern food served in Cincinnati. You're probably rolling your eyes at me coming from North Carolina, but their fried chicken and mac and cheese is unbeatable. All right, last one now because I remembered this one <laughs> it is Taste of Belgium. You now, I actually did not know for a while that this was a Cincinnati specialty, um, but it is, and they actually call it Cincinnati cuisine on their website because it is so special to the area. But it is one of my favorite places to go for brunch because their specialty is chicken and waffles. These are only a few of the semi-fancy, semi-casual restaurants that are special to the Cincinnati area, but they are some of my favorites and I highly recommend. All right, we're nearing the top of the casualty scale and we're gonna take one step higher and talk about some of the fancier, more notable Cincinnati restaurants. First of all, I know it's gonna say this everywhere on Google, but I have to reiterate that you cannot miss a trip to Montgomery Inn, located right on the Ohio River for some pretty outstanding ribs and seafood. They're known for their barbecue sauce, but Montgomery Inn is a Cincinnati special and is not found anywhere else. There are two locations, but I highly recommend that when you go, you go to the one on the Ohio River. It has really unique, cool architecture. There is tons of historical memorabilia on the, on the walls and on display. And it has a really cool view of the city and you get to be right on the river, which is great. If we're talking views of the city though, the place to be is the AC Upper Deck. It's a rooftop bar and restaurant with a remarkable view of the city. You can see the entire skyline just from going there. The only thing I will say about the AC Upper Deck though is that they serve mostly appetizer type foods and cocktails. So if you're looking for a full blown meal, maybe plan this for another night or plan this for after dinner or before dinner. Um, But it's really a can't miss, not that everything I'm saying is a can't miss, but (laughs) this one especially if you want to see the view of the city. And I have one last hidden gem restaurant that I do want to share with you guys, but I mainly wanna shout out just one particular item that they serve. If you like if you like buffalo chicken, listen carefully, okay? All right, Drunken Tacos on UC campus has hands down the most amazing buffalo chicken tacos you will ever have. I am not going to sit here and say that every single dish on the menu deserves five stars, but their buffalo chicken tacos deserve six. Not to mention, they're open until about 2 a.m. and are the perfect late-night grab. I know I went a little out of order there at the end talking about drunken tacos, but I forgot to mention it, and it's really something that you can't forget when you go. I hope you guys all wrote this down on your pieces of paper, and you remember to visit these places when you visit. I could definitely talk about paid secrets in Cincinnati all day. And if any of you ever want any more recommendations, I would love to send them your way or tell you some of my favorite places. Now I'm sure you're getting the idea now that Cincinnati is a pretty phenomenal place to spend your time, especially if you love to eat as much as I do. With its rich history and beautiful architectural designs, it is a can't miss type of place. This is only the beginning, my friends. Journey with me next week while we dive into the true hidden gems and the secret spots of Cincinnati that nobody else will ever know or tell you. This is Olivia Thomas, and thanks for listening to The Beauties of Cincinnati.